0: Podcast of coaching you uh, with our longtime partner friend and one of my dearest, dearest coaching friends and people in my life, uh, Kevin Eastman. Kevin, welcome. Thank you, my brother. Thanks, Brendan. Uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I, I, we've been we've been catching up uh, the last few weeks uh, from your incredible schedule since August when you hit the ground running, uh, going out on your new venture. First of all. Uh, for all of our followers that, you know, follow you on Twitter and, uh, you know, you have a huge following with coaching you, uh, and your professional coaching career over the years. Why don't you first explain to those who have been, uh, out of the country or out of the world, explain to them what you're kind of doing now.
1: Well, uh, what I decided to do was step away from coaching. So, uh, I retired from the NBA, uh, my last duty, if you will, was um, the Orlando Summer League. Um, uh, at the time, uh, Doc Rivers and uh, Lawrence Frank and Dave Wool, they were all flying around the country with free agency and uh, talking to uh, all the free agents out there uh, and ended up uh, signing some good ones uh, that really helped improve the, the bench of the Clippers, uh, which was a, a big area of improvement for Doc in this offseason. Um, so I ended up going to the summer league just to kind of observe and, and, and give them my observations of what I saw. So, uh, my last duty probably ended whenever that ended, maybe July seven, somewhere around there, Mm -hmm. eight. So, um, at that point I came home and, uh, spent those last three weeks of July kind of planning, uh, to move forward with this new venture. I didn't want to do it. Uh, Last year during the season, I just didn't feel comfortable of working on something else while I was working for the Clippers. So uh, I delayed all of that. And um, I think we made the announcement when we actually made the announcement, if that makes sense, when Los Angeles uh, made the official announcement the night before I had written an email to all of my coaching friends, associates, people I've kind of met through all the years. Mm-hmm. so that that was the first kind of semi public uh inkling into what I was doing next, so fast forwarded to today. I'm kinda living in three tracks right now, professionally that is um number one is talking to college teams uh, coaching staffs or athletic departments, however, the college wants to craft that day that I'm in there uh so that's track one uh track 2 is uh corporate speaking um, and uh depending on what they're looking for is is whether or not I will accept that uh that offer to speak because I don't you know there'll be some that I will turn down because I don't think that that you know my message may be uh best for what they're looking for in that particular seminar conference etc um really? so i want to make sure the match is there so it's the corporate world uh that i'm speaking in and then i don't really want to name uh a team or teams but i'm um i'm consulting uh uh in the NBA. uh so um just kind of you know trying to yeah. help maybe help a team through my eyes and my experiences uh what i see uh type of thing so those are the three tracks and it takes us uh to today and and um uh, it, I, I, I thought it was going to be kind of a, a good pace in the first two months, but it really was a sprint, uh, because I was very fortunate that more came across my desk, uh, than maybe even I thought it would, and maybe even in areas that I didn't think it would. So, I think we ended up doing, um speaking to, in, from August 20 to November 4, about a 70 or 80 day period, I can't really tell exactly, but, uh, I think I was out 27 times, 27 different engagements. So about every two and a half days I was doing something. Um, and I think we spoke to 16 teams and, uh, 11 corporate, uh, uh, speaking engagements. So, so we started off, uh, started off well, started off fast and now i'm going to take november december and january to slow down a little bit i'll still take some some uh inquiries if if they fit but i really want to slow down and uh maybe take a stab at uh and i
0: don't know if i'll be able to do this or not but take a stab at writing a book well i, I you know as always uh you always have a great vision and always well thought out of what you want to do uh from our years together um what what has been when you've gone first? Let's go to corporate world. When you've gone to the corporate world and sp- spoken to some really neat companies, you've shared with me. What has been what you would call? Uh, I don't want to say it's not a surprise because you knew it. Um, what have they been able to get from you that to really help their business, whatever business they're in, that you can share from your years of experience coaching and professional ranks?
1: Well, uh, some of the things that resonate uh, the most, obviously, are the stories. Um, I can take them behind the scenes, uh, mm-hmm. into the locker room. I can take them places where they, where, where not many people get to go. Sure. Uh, and, and I say that only from uh, this main point, that I can provide them real-life examples of whatever teaching point that I'm sharing with them. So, uh, that's probably the most important thing uh, that I do. And then, you know, uh, with as fast as the, the world is moving today and, uh, how much change is involved, uh, in the corporate sector, um, we too have to change quickly and rapidly, uh, year to year, uh, sometimes game to game, uh, sometimes within a game from quarter to quarter. So, uh, I've kind of lived in the world of of, of of a fast pace and quick decisions and all that goes into being prepared when that decision comes up at that point in that game. So um but what I've learned the most is that people who wanna be good at what they do um, they wanna they wanna know what other people who have had success have done to reach their levels of success. You know, just, uh, just as many coaches are sponges, so too are, are, are many people in the corporate world, especially those in, in leadership positions, um, because they're out there and, um, they want to do a good job and they're much more visible than maybe those they lead. So in, in fact, they're the, the, the visible ingredients of a, of a, of a company's success. So, uh, they want to keep evolving, improving, uh, getting better, learning new things, maybe putting a different twist on things. Um so in the corporate world those things come quickly to mind when you ask that question. You
0: know, Kevin, when uh I know a lot of people have always asked you, especially when you and Doc were in Boston, you know, they want to know about that great culture that you guys created there with Danny Ames and, and the tremendous players that you had there, uh culture is a huge word in teams and business teams uh is that something that people are really looking for when they ask you to come in in the corporate world um,
1: yeah i would say above and beyond that is uh how do you get the best out of your employees uh mm-hmm. how do you deal with uh or how do you work with uh talented uh, uh you know employees with talent uh Good that word. may also have an ego uh and maybe are not fully into the team um, you know i i I weave culture in simply because how you how you approach any problem issue or challenge you 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 do it through the lens of your standards and your culture so gotcha. the culture is really important uh so I have to talk about that uh some um, but I think the even more important than culture, uh, what I talk about anyway is, is people because people will, will drive or destroy the culture. And, uh, it's one of those D's usually. And, uh, uh, you have to, you have to bring in the right people to match, uh, the culture you have because ultimately it's people who control the culture. Culture, and that's a, to me, that's a more powerful force than the culture controlling the people. Because you can have a great, great culture and a company filled with horrible people and they'll take that culture down. You can have a horrible culture and a company filled with great people and I believe, because we saw it a little bit uh, in the pros, that with those great people, you can still get some things done. And, yes, they may not like the company, but they like you, and they might do business with you. So I think people are so important to this whole thing. Obviously, if you have a great culture and great people, man, that's where the magic happens. If you have yes. a horrible culture with horrible people, you got no shot. So the people become the the constant in all of this.
0: You know, when uh you know, the success that we have and then working with people like you have like with Doc and Kibbs and Lawrence Frank and great coaches like that and many of the others that you've worked with. Um you know the the reason that and you know, the people that you admire like Belichick and stuff, what really happens is what I think really progress happens is through practice and i think that to me from an outsider is the biggest problem that they have in business is that in sports we improve through great practice by great teaching etc great coaching and in business we have good leaders but they don't work on this development as much as we do in the pros on a constant basis thoughts um
1: well it's like anything there are there are some uh leaders in the corporate world who do exactly that they they do work on on getting better and there's some that 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 do not and um i think the ones that do not eventually uh they will be caught and exposed um, mm-hmm. because they're 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 leading on a shaky foundation in my mind so <clears throat> you know uh i just think it's about uh you know, constantly being aware of, uh, I, I call it the GDI, growth, development, improvement. Am I, am I taking care of the GDI every single day, uh, both for myself to get better and then for, if I'm in a leadership position, for those I am leading uh, to get better? Because logic states that if we all get better and we work within a team context, then the company gets better, the team gets better, the organization gets better. So again, it gets back to the, to the people and the, the best motivated teams out there in sports are the teams that have, uh, self-motivated players. Um, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that can, they don't need the outside stimulus, uh, to get them moving. Uh, they have an inside fire, uh, that gets them moving every day. So, uh it really gets to you know I, you always used to use the term uh talent acquisition mm-hmm. so who are you bringing in who are you acquiring um but you know I, I as you you've heard me say this a lot uh every one of us wants a, a great reputation we all want a great rep and the way to get your rep is through your reps so mm-hmm. your reputation is gotten through your repetitions and that speaks to the, to the concept you brought up, the concept of practice. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, if Kevin Garnett were from, in front of a sales force, my guess would be he would say, <laughs> uh, I work on my shot and my skills every single day. Why are you not working on your sales pitch every single day?
0: That's that so, what I was kind of inferring. Yeah, exactly. And they think just magic happens. And, and there's, we're specifically guided to that in sports coaching. To develop that on a daily basis, that's phenomenal. Now you went out and visited with these colleges. I know we we had a few under our belt when we saw each other in Florida in August for our yearly uh, get together. Um, but uh, how exciting has that been to visit with programs all over the country? Um,
1: well, it's been great because I've gotten to I had the opportunity to get to know. Uh, people even a little bit better uh, and actually to see how they operate Uh, and it's amazing Uh, this is gonna sound stupid but it it really came true in in all of the 16 visits and um, and I think it permeates through the entire levels of college you know I I spoke mostly to the high major uh, colleges but also had some uh, that people would not consider to be high major like the Columbia's of the world Uh, so um, but what i found is um, that your walls speak volumes as to what's important to you the all of the teams had either sayings or words uh on their walls in their locker room that spoke to who they were and um, you know there's physical repetitions there's verbal repetitions and there's visual repetitions all of them are important to uh drive home the culture each day all of them are important to remember uh what is most important to us all of them are important to maybe uh reset us that day when we're coming in with a bit, you know bad attitude or things happened to us the day before the night before so that that was observation uh number 1 number 2 the facilities uh are off the charts i mean My goodness, Um, but that's all about investment. In order to to succeed, you must first invest. And if you're not willing to invest physically, mentally, and emotionally from from within yourself, then you're not gonna get to where you wanna go. And if you're not willing to invest to, to create an environment which the facilities do, create an environment for people to succeed, then you're not gonna get to where you wanna go. You know, so um, and to me, that's what it's kind of all about. Uh, are you putting yourself in a position to get to where you would like to be, where you would like to go? Uh, and then the third thing I would throw out there is um, the profession is filled. The coaching profession is filled with just really good people, uh, yeah. people who really want their the best for their players. Um, They, they really put uh, the team and the program uh, before themselves. Uh, The lack of ego in the, uh, when I spoke to Kansas, Bill Self, Texas, Shaka Smart, Marquette, Wojo, and I can go on and on and on. Cal, uh, Kwanzo Martin, Uh, you know, just the, the the egoless uh attitude that they bring to the program to the office and to the to the floor each and every day was was really neat. I knew it, but uh now I saw it and heard it
0: the, yeah the leadership in in the college ranks uh i think is fabulous i think the uh, the coaches at every sport. Men and women that I see it every day at LSU are just off the charts, uh, and it, and it, and I saw that UCF when I was there. Fabulous coaches, people that no one heard of are world class, and you can just multiply that by all the schools we have in the country. It's a phenomenal profession that you're touching every day through your Twitter, through uh, your videos, through also speaking. Uh, and it's, I think it's, it's, you're doing your life's work right now, Kevin, my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I I, I often uh, go to the quote uh, uh, of Oprah Winfrey, and, and uh, this is what I heard her say, uh, take action on the things that whisper to you. Now, she probably said it in a little bit more elegant way uh, than I, but but that's how I learned it. And... <clears throat> Um, you know, for the last 10 years, uh, I, I put everything I had into, into coaching and let's even take the last 13 in the NBA, put everything I had to, to coaching, uh, to helping Doc Rivers, who I worked for all 13 of those years, uh, helping Doc Rivers to, uh, to be the best coach that he can be. Uh, and, uh, whatever that entailed for me to do is what I did. But whispering in the back of my head, uh, was, was, uh, going out and sharing. Uh, and, you know, when I talked to, to a lot of the, the people I talked to, I said, I really, uh, don't consider myself a speaker. I consider myself a sharer. Uh, and I've been fortunate that I've had some great experiences, been around some really highly successful people in highly competitive, competitive environments. And, um, now, uh, uh i want to share those things that uh, have been great lessons for me uh and help this little skinny kid from new jersey uh mm-hmm. get to places that he knew he was never going to get to so well, that's kind of what it's done for me
0: yeah well you're impacting the world and that was something that you know we wanted to do just in a very small way years ago and now you're taking it to a whole other level which i think is so darn exciting you know and i'm, I'm so excited that You know, for you know, next several years, you know, you're still going to be speaking, you know, when you can at our coaching you events, and you know, and I know, you know, every time you do that, you impact not just all the folks that are there in the live audience, but the ones that buy the our videos at at a ridiculously low price, so that we can share among them. And I and I think and I think you are, you know, you know, you started out just trying to. You know, help some kids get better in basketball with you know your Nike skill development you you really impacted so many in teaching part of basketball development as a as really a uh, a, a whole coaching profession of player development and and I think you've impacted people there and now I think you're just doing an incredible job of in every facet of not of life, not just coaching but in business leadership of doing that. And that's so rewarding. I'm so proud and thankful that it's a great honor to call you my friend. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, well, um, I, I, I can't wait for us to, you know, start some stuff in the spring, uh, and then next summer. Uh, but also, I can't wait to hear what you're doing after, you know, the new year when you're getting out in the trail again and the new clients that you have. I think you know, we'll catch up again in, in the spring with another podcast and stuff, Kevin. But if, if uh, any of our listeners, we have so many business leaders as well as coaches, men and women around the world that want to get in touch with you, Kevin. What's the best way if they would like to have you uh, come and visit with their company or team? How, how best they contact you?
1: Yeah, um probably the best is uh our, our our email for the for the company, the speaking company is Eastman E sure. A S T M A N at Kevin Eastman dot com. So that's probably the 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 best way. Um you know, they can obviously do something across the Twitter world at Kevin Eastman. Um that's probably best right now, uh, and then, uh, you know, I get back to everybody that inquires, uh, about bringing me in to, to speak, whether it be corporate, uh, college, and, you know, uh, the other thing I might add is, sure. uh, the message resonates with any sport, uh, and it was designed that way. In essence, for the college and high school level, because I've had a couple of high schools and districts of high schools contact me uh the message really is uh why are the best the best what are their habits uh because all of the habits that the best have every one of us in this world can get those same habits if we're willing to put the work in so it's over the course of my 35 years in coaching uh as i've told you before uh i'm I'm putting thought to trying to to write a book on the 28 most powerful words that all successful coaches player athletes rather coaches athletes leaders teams and organizations live by not having their vocabulary they live by these words and uh Hopefully by the time, if I am able to write it, hopefully by the time it comes out, there'll be less than 28, so they'll be easily remembered. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time, uh, uh kind of narrowing it down. Uh, would but I will at some Kev. point.
0: Would you start with, Kevin, how many words did you first start uh, with? In your
1: 90, 91.
0: <laughs> 91. 91. Yeah. Your vocabulary yeah, so. is way better than mine, my friend. Way better. Yeah. Uh, but you
1: uh, know what? I, uh, it's not these crazy, uh, and, and I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's not these crazy. Yeah. You know, the words when you when you're talking about success, success either as an individual or or a team. The words have, for the most part, stayed the same, but the definitions have changed. Oh. For instance, what used to be the best in junior high school, that's not the best when you play at Kansas. It may be the worst player on the team. What used to be the best at, um, uh, Purdue, where I spoke, it may be barely makes the team. So the word best, the definition changes the higher level you go and wow. the different environment you get in. So, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of bringing old school and new school together and not, not having them live in exclusivity. Right. Because when you combine the two, that's that's where the magic and the power starts. So. Um, so. Uh, but the words are only as good and only as powerful for each of us if we choose our own words. If we put a definition to those words. And then whenever those words pop up in our lives, because not every word pops up every second of every day. So when they do enter your life, uh you already you, you have your definition that's gonna drive you uh to in a certain direction to ultimately what I said when we first started talking. All of us have a place we want to go, all of us all of us have a person we want to become. And these words will drive us to both. Now my you know my challenge is going to be, can, uh, I put together a book that A is worth reading? Number one, that's probably more important <laughs> than anything. Uh, number two, uh, can I keep it simple enough? Because I think it, it's, I, I don't want something really confusing, uh, just so you can read it and say, man, Kevin sounds really intelligent. I don't want mm-hmm. that. I actually want to simplify this. You know, and, uh, you know, a, a guy who uh, I have become friends with that you introduced me to, I think he's great at this, John Gordon. Uh, John is great. You can look brilliant. at his book, right? You can look at his book, and it's thinner than most. It's not as tall as most, but what's inside those two hard covers is probably more than most. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So he has figured a way, I think, to simplify his message Um And get it out there in such a way where I can take that and run with it that day. I don't have to figure out all these elaborate, intricate theories and words and what does that mean. I can just take it and go with it. So that's my ultimate goal is to make it – because, you know, I've said it before. Success lies in the simplicity. Confusion lives in the sophistication. So I want to simplify these words so that uh a junior high athlete or, or person can take it and run with it, a highly skilled NBA player, NFL player, Major League Baseball, hockey, soccer, USA soccer team is playing Mexico tonight. I'm not sure when this particular podcast is going out, so we're probably dated uh, mm. at this point. But, you know, anyone can take it uh and put it into their lives, so... Um, but I, I tell you, it's going to be a
0: challenge because I've never done it before. And um, uh, we'll see. No, I, and I think that's part of the excitement of where you're living right now. Of, you know, you're doing exciting projects that stimulate you, which all of us should be involved in. But your contribution to leadership, to coaching, to building teams and building people is at a ridiculously high level. And that's why you're having so much fun. And so I'm, I'm, a, I'm as excited every time we talk as you are when you talk to me. So it's, it's fantastic, and I can't wait to catch up. And uh, I know our listeners are excited for you, and I uh, can't wait to see you next time. Kevin, thanks for sharing again, always, buddy. I appreciate it so much. Okay, thanks, Brendan.